Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker. And this week, it's a best of episode where we get a chance to bring you one of our favourites from the back catalogue. This week, it's episode 26 with Sonia Leeson, How to Be Brave and Scale. So I'll get out of the way and let you enjoy the show. She was a homeless single mum at 17, managing director by 30, number one best-selling author by 36, and property investor at 37. Um, she's a, a number one best-selling author of A Woman's Work, a book that was written to help more women into business. Uh, the book knocked Elon Musk off number one and Simon Sinek off number two, which is pretty cool <laughs> to be able to say. Um, she's the host of a podcast called Struggle to Success, which interviews inspirational entrepreneurs on how they turned life struggles into successful businesses that give back. Her company, Love Mondays, is a business growth consultancy for startups and scale-ups, and she works with people to turn their story into profitable and ethical businesses with her five-step methodology, Scale. Her website is wearelovemondays.co.uk, and she is Sonia Leeson. Hi, Sonia. How are Hello. You doing? What an introduction <laughs> that was. <laughs> yes, all of those things are true, although sometimes I find them quite hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we were saying that last week, actually, with someone that uh, it's nice sometimes to just hear that all back and go, oh, yeah, I've, I've done some stuff, haven't I? No wonder I'm exhausted. No <laughs> yeah, wonder. Yeah, that'll be it. That'll be it. <laughs> Yeah, excellent. No, that's cool. Um, well, first of all, thank you for coming in and doing this. I'm sure you've got, you know, you're very busy and got a lot going on. So I appreciate you uh, you coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. It's nice to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> nice to sit down for once. Yeah, good. Um, Love Mondays is an excellent name. Yeah, I was working. <laughs> I was employed, and I was in that trap of like every Sunday being like, "Oh, I've got work tomorrow," and so when I started my business. I didn't want that anymore. And mm-hmm. then I realized that I didn't want my clients to have that either. I yeah. wanted my clients to love their Mondays. I want to love my Mondays. So it just seemed like a really, yeah, interesting and uh, name that kind of explained what, what I did in a way. Um, yeah. And it's been me- really memorable. Uh, so many people, you know, if they meet me at events or whatever, they're like, I know you, I remember seeing your name on LinkedIn <laughs> or whatever. Um, but that's where it ultimately came from. And then when I, I walked out of my job and uh, set up Love Mondays the following day, so I, I did it in style, um, but it's just stuck. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah everybody like always it. comments. Cool. Yeah, everyone comments. I suppose it, it kind of, it says why you do what you do as well, doesn't it? Uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think everyone can relate to it. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's had that. Well, a lot of people have, have had that. Oh God, <laughs> not Monday again. And I just didn't want the world to be that way, really. So I thought yeah. I'd do something about it. So, um, yeah. And you said about, you know, helping people use their stories to actually build their business, their unique business. You know, everybody, mm-hmm. um, everybody has a unique story. So therefore, you know, don't do what the competitors do. Be yourself and and kind of explain through your own learning and experiences, how can you make the world better? How can you do something better? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's where it kind of came from. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Uh, it's a great name and I, I know exactly what you mean because uh, having done the career change thing myself as well, it's like I often think, wow, actually 
look forward to Monday morning and uh, it's pretty much not really a day that I don't look forward to these days, which is... A... And you know what? If you are exhausted, <laughs> you just don't work Monday morning. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can just go it, in an hour it? later if you want to. Yeah. And for me, having that flexibility was, yeah, that's everything I'm all, I'm all about. Nine times out of ten, I don't have Mondays off because they are really busy. But you know <laughs> what? You have the flexibility. Yeah, um, yeah. And that for me is the best thing about being self-employed. I don't know about you, but yeah, having yeah, that flexibility no. is... In fact, I just saw a quote from Elon Musk uh, about that just yesterday, I think, uh, saying something like, he's not an entrepreneur because of the money, he's an entrepreneur because he can cancel all his plans and take the day off to spend it with his sons. Which uh, So true. He's was, kind of got the money thing sorted, though, as well, at the same right. time. He's all right for cash, <laughs> he's isn't he? He's done all right. He's done all right. I mean, his buck yeah. wasn't as good despite, as mine. Despite <laughs> you being, you know, knocking him off the uh, We can believe it when list. that happens. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, our book was better than his, but he's richer than me, so it swings him around Oh, yeah. Who needs a space rocket anyway? Who, who needs to go to space? Well, we can't even go to another country at the moment, let That's alone true, go into yeah. space. Um, but yeah, yeah, so the book was myself and nine other businesswomen and it came from quite a negative place in a way in that we just got so sick of the sexist comments and right. for anybody that doesn't think that they're out there, they really, really are. And right. so we were just raging about something that had been put quite publicly on social media about women not having the skills needed to succeed in business. Right, okay. And we were like, what? <laughs> you can't say that. Just because we do it differently in a lot of ways doesn't mean that it's not a success. Yeah. And I think with that message being put out there, it puts so many people off or makes people think they're not good enough or makes people feel like they've got to second guess what they're putting on social media or second guess what, mm -hmm. what businesses they're running. And we just didn't want that. So um, there were 10 businesswomen from all over the world, from corporate coaches to fashion, to marketing, to time management and um, all sorts of hard and soft skills that people yeah. need to run businesses. And they all put their um, kind of a little bit about their story and also then their business model of how they help coaches, uh, sorry, how they help clients. Um, so this kind of, re it's a mix of skills. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we got to number one on the day of release. Wow, amazing. Yeah, how, how did you meet that? group of women so I went on a course in London um, yeah. which is called Dent and um, we all met there so right. it really pulled people from you know the course is amazing yeah. and it pulls people from across the world so I was just so lucky to be yeah, part of that yeah. really so yeah. it was my business accelerator that we were all on and we were in a group chat to you know support each other through the group um, and it was just a conversation that we just got so sick of having. <laughs> so we just decided to do something about it. And we just said, yeah. you know what, do you just do what you want. Don't worry about being judged or, you know, just you can do it. It doesn't matter if you're in fashion. It doesn't matter if you're in marketing. It doesn't matter what you want to do. You yeah. can do it. You've just got to kind of find your way. Um, and that's, so, yeah. We, that's called a, a, woman, a, woman's, a work, woman's work. A woman's work. And yeah. um, I guess it's... Available at all your favourite yes, uh, bookstores. Yes, all your favourite bookstores. Um, yeah, you can get it on Amazon in hardback or it's only 99p on Kindle. Oh, right. Um, yeah, so we we actually launched it on, we we announced it on International Women's Day. Okay. Um, so then this International Women's Day, we gave it away free as well to oh, try cool. and just help people to, yeah. So when you said, um, you said like women might do it different, like might do something differently to get to where they need to be. What do you mean by that? Um, the comment that we were seeing were from quite masculine male dominated environments or people mm. um, and I think 
we are completely equal, but we're very different. I think sometimes men can be more direct. Um, I think they do have maybe more direct language. Um, and for a lot of women, I think they might use language like help, support. Um, there might just be a different approach. And I think the two balance each other out. I think men and women would make a brilliant team because we've both got really different yeah. skills. <laughs> yeah. um, but to almost say one's not as good as the other is... is no, no. Yeah, it's, was, seems a little bit unfair. Um, yeah, I suppose as soon as anyone says that their way of doing things is better than someone else's way of doing things, there's a problem, isn't there? Yeah, it just seems a little <laughs> bit unfair. And, you know, granted, there were many, many very financially successful um men out there but then there are women too um mm. it's just that maybe they don't shout as loud or yeah. but in the front of the book we've actually got some statistics around um women aren't given funding through banks um you know it's 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 really massive they're, they're right. overlooked for training they're overlooked for promotion and we've got some really interesting statistics in the front of the book which in you know the 2020s it's um <laughs> yeah. interesting that these still things are still coming up but they are yeah 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 absolutely well um yeah i, I mean I, I suppose i'm a bloke so i haven't sort of seen it so much but yeah i can imagine sort of well can i imagine i don't know but you know being a woman doing lots of in, in business and and everything i don't know how does that sort of feel when you see those statistics and realize um, that that's I think we're kind of used to it. Like, I'll give you a couple of examples. Yeah. I've been at a networking event and yeah. somebody told me to get back to the kitchen sink. Really? Because I should have been in the kitchen and at not a in business. Event. Yeah. I was at um, quite a large, well known, um, well, organization at one of their networking events in Birmingham. And you know, when you do the 60 seconds and you have to say your yeah, elevator yeah. pitch, I got up and said, hi, I'm Sonia, I love Monday's business growth and blah, blah, blah. And in front of everybody, in front of like 60 or 70 people, this yeah. bloke goes, it's your business. You're not just the PA. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, when you're so shocked and I didn't know what to say. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, um, no, yeah, it's my business. And half the room was like absolutely horrified. And the other half of the room was like, yeah, is it your business? Are we the PA? Uh, and there's been times over, oh, I've had comments about my body. I've had people touching me, people asking me to go to hotels with them. I even at one point had to get one of my suppliers to send an invoice to a client because I didn't want to encourage him anymore. Right. So when you can't even send yeah. invoices to people because you don't want to be in touch with them. Yeah. It holds you back. It holds yeah, you back. Yeah. Um, wow. And luckily, one of my suppliers did take that on for mm. me and manage the money. Um, but yeah, he was just getting too too full on and I just, Jeez. yeah, I didn't want it. Um, and sadly, everybody that you talk to has had Same some, yeah, some really? kind of experience. Bonkers, isn't it? It sounds like we're sort of talking about the... 70s or something. Oh, no, you know? well. I'm so glad that you're shocked <laughs> because that just shows I that am. you wouldn't have that mindset. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I am because I, I guess the point I was trying to get at is because I haven't experienced it myself, obviously, being a bloke. It's sort of, yeah, it's hard to imagine that that, that goes on and it needs to be, people need to be made aware of it, don't they? Because it's just like, can't. You just can't, I don't know, I've kind of lost for words at the moment. Well, I had another person that said to me um, that I had blonde hair at the time right. and um, someone else said to me at another business event that um, I, I needed to, so basically he was a printer 
Right. Um, and he had he was given away free, you know, like the pads which are like tick lists, and you can write mm. your day to day and tick it off. So he was giving away free branded tick lists pads and I, I went over and I was just chatting to him and he went oh here you go take one of my free pads and pens and I was like oh thanks so much and he went you'll need it with blonde hair <laughs> I was like that I take it on the chin and I'm just like yeah I'm really ditzy and you know I can't remember what I did yesterday type thing and a friend of mine who I was stood with but who was a guy when we left he turned to me and he said how you didn't knock that bloke out I do not know yeah, yeah. and I was you know sometimes you're just so shocked that you don't actually know what to say yeah, um, yeah. and because I'm not really I can't be bothered with confrontation and I just kind of go yeah I didn't even don't even know what I have for breakfast this morning and just kind of walk off um but when other people are going like actually Sonia you handled that really well because I probably would have punched him one yeah. um it's more it's more kind of out there than than you think yeah, um, yeah it's yeah. yeah it's it's an interesting one yeah because you don't want to also you don't want to just sort of in a way like get used to it either do you and let it sort of blow over because a comment like that is well it's completely out of order and you'll you'll generally see them I mean obviously in the Covid world we're not having networking events but you'll see them they're very male dominated and that's because women don't stay you know they've gone mm. and they've gone for one or two events mm. and then they've probably been spoken to like that and just gone actually and so another comment that came before writing the book was about women's only networking events and right. there were a lot of men saying well hang on a minute we don't get male only networking events and we were like do you get touched up do you get spoken to that way yeah, you yeah. know that's why we have to kind of make our own networking events because we don't want to be treated in that way we want to just yeah. be able to go to work without having these you know yeah, confrontations yeah. or comments or you know being looked at sexually yeah. or we don't want it and and it's unfortunate that you know we've had to get to that stage and mm. I would like to think things are changing and that's why we wrote the book is mm -hmm. because we wanted a positive way yeah. to try and you know change it yeah yeah I get the impression that when you want something to change you actually do something about it <laughs> I try to um well yeah that's kind of the same as starting my business really I just got yeah, to yeah. the point while we were talking weren't we you just get to the point where you're like what is this why am I why yeah, am I doing yeah. this I don't want this life so yeah. yeah anybody that I can inspire to make that change um as we touched on earlier when we were chatting it's just so much personally so much better working for yourself yeah, um, you've yeah. Just got you're in control exactly <laughs> yeah yeah okay so you're based in Worcester city centre these days, is that where you grew up? Have you always been no? From this so part I grew up in a tiny village, and you might hear my accent um, in the West Midlands, so yeah. um, black country. So, and then I left home at sixteen. So right, okay. I went all around. I got on the boat and went to the Isle of Man. Went to Dublin. Lived there for a little while. Like left home as in I'm leaving home, or like yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah, and what, then what, uh, do you mind me asking why? Um. So. I had quite a troubled childhood right. and I think I just got to the point where, oh, I don't know, this is a common theme, clearly. I was just <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, I was in childcare at college because that's right. what girls get pushed into at school. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. So right. I just upped and left and got a job in a hotel, washing pots, got a room there and never went home. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I did it in style. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I was pregnant at 17. And then right. because I was just sofa surfing, really, mm -hmm. um, I got put into a homeless hostel in Kidderminster. Right. Um, and then my, me and my son were in and out of there for a good couple of years. And right. then we got moved into council. 
accommodation. So for many years, I was stuck in the benefit trap. I was working three jobs. I was at college. You know, I was bringing mm. up my son. Um, mm. Went off the rails for a little while. And then, um, yeah, I just started to grow up a little bit and thought, you know, I've just, I did work. I have worked so hard, you know, yeah. from packing factories, chip shops, bar work, um, and finally, like, built up my career until right. finally I got into sales. So that was like my first proper job. Okay. And uh, I remember getting a salary and it was almost like my life had just changed, <laughs> you know, I'd finally achieved being able to get a salary. Right. And that was a massive turning point for me and a massive confidence boost. And then, um, I did pretty well. I was always yeah, top yeah. sales in every company, but that meant I got really bored. So right. I'd move around quite a lot because I'd, by month three, I was top sales and I was like, well, you're just going to keep putting my targets up. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah. So I just moved somewhere else, moved somewhere else, moved somewhere else. And then, um, yeah, 2012, my son got really ill. So he was 11 right. <clears throat> and he got food poisoning. And he was like, mom, I've just been sick. I was like, oh, in 24 hours, you'll probably be fine. Kids bounce back. Mm. Um, and six months later, he wasn't better at all. He was blind and paralyzed and wow. in hospital. And yeah, lost my job, lost my house, lost everything I'd worked for. Really? But I didn't lose my son. That was the main thing. Right. Well, um, well, you, you lost a job because you needed to take yeah, time off to, to look, look after him. Yeah. Wow. He could, he, he, it was a slow progression. So he got ill in the April. And then by the July, he was blind and paralyzed fully. Wow. So it took those months. But because what he got was so rare, the doctors just did not know what was wrong with him. Right. So they just kept sending us home um, right. to the point where his respiratory muscles failed and he was going blue. So they couldn't really ignore me after that. Um, and then when he started going blind, they really couldn't ignore me at that point. Mm. And I kept saying, it's not, he's not okay. Like this is not mm. okay. He's getting worse. He was down to six stone. You could see all his spine in his back. Jeez. He couldn't walk to the toilet. I had to carry him everywhere. Um, oh. and for probably two months, I was taking him in the car, um, to go, you know, round about on, cause I was a rep then sales rep. I was taking him in the car, you know, I was mm. seeing my mom, I had no choice. Mm. And uh, the job I was in, and I won't mention the company because it's quite well known. Yeah. They <laughs> really, really uh, shafted me. Really? And so I got to June and I was like, I can't do this anymore. My son needs me. Um, and they just went, okay, see, <laughs> nothing, no, wow. no sick pay, no support, <laughs> no nothing. And I was like, I've been smashing my targets for nearly 18 months. And now I need you. There's just nothing. And they actually had the audacity to phone me. My son had to go for a, a CT scan when he went blind. They thought mm. he had some um, lesions or tumour in the brain. Mm. They actually phoned me and said it wasn't acceptable that I wasn't available to take their calls. <laughs> wow. Hmm. <laughs> so as you can imagine, in okay. on your style, I was yeah. like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, so I did leave and um, I just threw everything into rehabilitating yeah. my son, really. Yeah, yeah. And um, well. six months later, he was part-time going back to school. Um, so he, that was probably this, like the September. So he was ill in the April and then the September he was starting high school. Mm -hmm. So I was slowly, slowly integrating him back into school. And okay. then um, I did the only thing I knew how to do and get a job. But that 12 months... I was just like, if I've got to build myself up again from nothing, why am I going to do it for someone else? Why am I going to smash my targets? Why am I going to bring in thousands and thousands and thousands every month for another company? Mm -hmm. I just don't want it. I don't want to be treated like that again. Yeah. And so I just walked out my job. Right. Okay. <laughs> 12 months later, I was just like, nah, 
Yeah. And set up Love Monday's following day. And that was eight years ago. Wow. Okay. I'll get, we'll get back to that point in a second because I want to ask you about that. But I, I, like, I'm always kind of slightly like envious of people that are able to say, I don't like this. I'm going off to do <laughs> something asking. else. Because I, mean, I know, I know like you've been through massive struggles and I, you know, I can't even imagine how it would have been. But, you know, I feel like I've been one of those people that puts up with stuff for too long and then gets to that point like you know my career change took me sort of 13 years <laughs> wow. of doing so you know I did something for 13 years that I really sorry if anyone's listening didn't really enjoy yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know ever and I was sort of often like pretty hard on myself about you know why the hell do you do that and when I hear people that have been able to say from a young age you know like nah not doing that not I'm going off it. to do what I like where do you think that's just something inbuilt Oh, well, I'll explain to that, but I actually think I could probably do with coming your way a little bit because right, okay. I am probably a bit of a risk taker and I do fly by the seat of my pants and sometimes that doesn't benefit me. Okay. And sometimes I could do with being a little bit more, you know, your way. <laughs> um, yeah, I do know where it comes from. My dad died very suddenly when I was eight oh, right. and okay. I went to bed like normal and I woke mm. up the next day and I never saw him again. He died in the night oh, and he was 42. All and right. so... After, obviously, the trauma, when you remove that, I think what it taught me is do not be unhappy. Just mm. don't live your life because you never know. You might not be here tomorrow. Yeah. And I think from a really young age, I just decided that life's really short. Yeah. And it was a massive lesson. Um, yeah. And if you can take a benefit from something as traumatic as that, that would probably be where it's come from. Mm -hmm. um, because I just... I don't suffer people. I just can't. I yeah. can't. And I really try and help people, encourage people and empower people and ins inspire people. And I just don't want to be around that energy that isn't like that. Mm -hmm. And everyone struggles, but we've all got a choice. And yeah. I'm quite hard in that. And I, I hold myself to that standard. You know, I, I could have stayed on benefits. My son could have been brought up in, on a council estate. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm from a council estate. Mm. So I'm not saying that that is, you know, everybody makes a decision. Mm. And I decided that I wanted to work my way, you know, off that. Mm. Um, and that's what I did. And I do think it does come down to that. I think it just was a really hard early lesson. Mm. that's un unforgettable really 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 important one and oh, it changes, one that yeah. like yeah some of us take years to learn and you see examples around you and you sort of absorb it for a bit and then it goes away and yeah I guess some people don't learn that until they're much older so in a way that's quite a blessing to have yeah you know been able to learn that lesson obviously yeah very but it hard has made circumstances me but it has made me probably the other way. Like I don't have a huge amount of steam. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it, it probably does hold me back at work sometimes um, because I probably would be quite quick to say no or right. quite quick to say near. And probably only once or twice I've, I've kind of thought about it and been like, mm, actually, I probably could have, you know, stuck it out and given it a bit more of my time. Right. But at the end of the day, I can't change who I am and the lessons I've learned and I can only deal with things how I know how to deal with them from my own experiences yeah, just the same yeah. as you were with yours you know you're only dealing with things how your experiences have have kind of led you to that point really yeah um, and that's what you have to do isn't it i suppose you have to take what whatever situation it is and and learn from it everyone's got something to learn haven't they and, yeah um, 
Everyone used to say to me, because I was always in my job for like 12 months and then I'd leave. Everyone was like, oh, you can't stick at anything. I'm like, well, I can stick at Love Monday. It's been eight years now. And the reason why I've stuck to it is because it suits me. You know, yeah, I can be yeah. flexible if I'm bored. I can launch a new product or start a podcast or write a book or like yeah. literally there is no end to what you can do when you run your own business yeah, and yeah. I was just so kind of chained in when I was in corporate yeah. and I was so chained into that you know first of the month your board gets wiped and you're back to zero again and I'm like <laughs> where's where's the fun in this you know yeah, where's yeah. the where's the where do you get that I, you know I get really fulfilled now when my client's doing well and um you kind of just feel like you're doing something different, rewarding. That's the word I was trying to look for. Mm. There's just no reward. It was nothing. There was nothing rewarding when I was employed mm. and sales, especially. Mm. I think it's quite a soul destroying, mm. which is a shame because I love it, I, which is why I do the job I do now. Yeah. You know, the business I've got now is because I really try and help businesses be able to sell themselves, market themselves, but in a mm. much more positive way rather than, you know, you can get percentage of your salary paid as a bonus it's like well what's that's not really uh yeah doesn't really do it so in those early days when you were you said like um to start with i think when you were like sort of 17 18 you started working like three jobs and and everything i mean that's that also required a lot of drive and and vision (laughs) at that age to do that whereas you know a lot of people might have sort of Taking the easy road. Back and take an easy road. Does that all stem from those early lessons um, as well, do you think? I think I get really bored. And so the easy road to me is like boring. But then the flip side of that is I take on so much that I'm exhausted. So that's what I meant about probably being able to come your way a little bit is that why do I take on? And quite often, especially through COVID, you know, November, December time when we were in winter lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere and I was seeing nobody because I was working from home and yeah. I went 10 days without seeing another human being. And I was like, why am I doing this? Why, <laughs> why don't I just go and get a job and just have a salary every month and see people? And, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. So I do soul search sometimes, yeah, yeah. but then something good happens and you're like, that's why. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, why absolutely. I'm doing it. But I have always been quite resourceful. I guess I've had to be, yeah. you know, leaving home that young. Um, and I had nothing. I actually had a backpack <laughs> with um, clean underwear, 120 pounds, yeah. and Craig David on my CD player. That's <laughs> all I had. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's like proper. <laughs> yeah, I had nothing, and yeah. I just I got on. <laughs> I got on the uh, bus to the train station. Jumped the train because I didn't yeah. want to pay for a ticket because I had 120 pounds. Um, got on a ferry. Mm. why did you go was it the Isle of Man why why the Isle of Man Um, so my friend's brother had got a job in a five star restaurant okay and we'd been over there for a weekend to see him yeah okay Uh, it was on the beach and yeah so I just decided to go there and get a job in a hotel and that's what I did oh that makes sense because it's not like many 16 year olds being like screw you mum and dad I'm going to the Isle (laughs) of Man never see me again why are you going to the Isle of Man it's lovely there (laughs) so yeah that was why so um yeah interesting isn't it you know what it's so funny talking about it because I'm so forward focused I never really think about (laughs) the things that I've done yeah um 
I mean, honestly, can you imagine having a daughter like that? <laughs> if my son, I've always said if my son was like me, I think I don't think I'd have any hair left. And thankfully, he's a lot more laid back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my yeah. son's yeah moved out now, and I'm only 37. Right, so I think okay. that's another thing. I've always had that in the back of my mind. I'm going to be 37 and childless, right. and I didn't want to be starting my career or starting my life or. I wanted to have something already for myself because mm-hmm. I was acutely aware that from 17, you know, I've, I've never had a hobby. I don't know what that is mm-hmm. because I never had time. To- I never had the time. I never had the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my son being with me 24 seven, there's only mm-hmm. so many things you can do. So as he started getting older, I really had, I've done a lot of work, you know, I've done a lot of coaching. I've been on a lot of courses um, to try and, you know, get myself to a point where I'm, more level and right, you know okay. happy with my life in a holistic way yeah um because it's all consuming being a single parent mm. um which you know I'm not negative about it at all I love him to bits but it's not easy yeah yeah so sure. I've had to work hard to get that balance back and it's taken a lot of years and I'm by no means you know a finished article I guess no no of course don't think um, anyone ever is are no <laughs> there's always stuff to do isn't there so yeah, yeah I've worked hard to try and where I've got to and that's why if I can help other people to you know achieve what they want to achieve then that's yeah that's my job I think yeah yeah okay so um that point then when you left your job on the Friday and you started Love Monday <laughs> Love Mondays on the Monday <laughs> yeah tell us about that I uh, I spent the weekend making a logo figuring out how to make a website and uh, just went networking right And I was so desperate for money because obviously clearly I had no job and I had a child and bills. I actually waitressed for six months, the first six months. Mm So (laughs) I was getting up at five, going breakfast networking, coming home, taking my son to school, working on my business all all day, picking my son up from school, taking him either to a friend or whatever, feeding him his dinner and then taking him to a friend and then I was waitressing at six in the evening. So six till midnight, I would waitress. I'd then go home up at five breakfast networking meetings. So I did that for, (laughs) I did it for six months and do you know what? It took me six months to get over it. I was exhausted. But what it meant was I didn't take any money out of my business for the first Mm -hmm. probably six months. Um, What was the, sorry, what was the sort of business proposition and uh, on that first day yeah so I was business support then so I was doing admin virtual assistant work um anything I could get my hands on because I just needed to earn money at that point Mm -hmm. um what what I I wish I knew then what I knew now and what I teach people on my courses so I run um a course called employee to entrepreneur okay so I actually take people from their job or their startup and put everything in place to have, you know, quite a functional business. Yeah. And if I knew then what I knew now, that's what I've put into my course because I don't want people to make the mistake I made. Okay. Even though I had all of my advertising and marketing experience from my career, do you think I went out and did that? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I went out and I was just like, oh, Sonia, can you do this for £15 an hour? Oh, Sonia, can you do this for £10 an hour? Oh, Sonia, can you do this for 100 quid? Oh, Sonia, can you? And I was just like, yes, 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 because I was desperate. Yeah. Um, And actually, over the years, I then started refining what I was good at. What am I doing? You know, what are my skills? Where are my courses? All of that stuff that, you know, I've put in my course now is digging into and understanding your skills 
um, what you can give back, what you can make better, mm-hmm. understanding where your business has come from. Okay. It would have saved me a lot of time. Um, right, and yeah. it's just by chance over the years that I've been on courses, met people. Um, and yeah, it's just built built into where I am now, really. Right. Okay. Okay. So when you say like, you know, the, the advertising and the uh, and marketing and that sort of thing, then um, that's obviously linked to thinking about, yeah, where your customers are coming from and yeah. positioning and that sort of thing. So um, I, I guess what would you have done differently? differently. <laughs> I always say, this is my favourite line, when you've got that much drive at the beginning, if you've got no direction, and I had uh, all the drive, but I had no direction. So this drive was going off in 10 different places and yeah. I was just burnt out. Like you can't live like that. You right, can't. Okay. So actually what, so my five-step methodology, which is scale, mm-hmm. um, S is situate. So we talk about your strategy, your, where you've been, all of your courses, all of your skills, all of your experience. C is communicate. So how do you communicate that? advertising, marketing, magnetic marketing messages, website messages, landing page messages, A, automate. You don't have to do everything yourself. <laughs> There's technology out there that means you can automate your sales and marketing pipelines, you know, mm-hmm. your lead magnets, your funnels, email, mm-hmm. nurture assist funnels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we go to Liberate, which is, um, I use disk psychometrics to figure out you know, where your skills are. And then we then elevate the business through building a team. So we would look at your skills through psychometric profiling and then also profile where you would need the help. So Mm -hmm. an example I always give is because I'm so creative and fast paced, I can't do my accounts. I can't do my bookkeeping. I can't focus. (laughs) Um, So I've built a team around me where I go out and I do the strategy and I do the client facing stuff and I do the project management. But then I've got an amazing team who you know who actually develop it and build it Um, because that's not my skill I'm not good at that I need people around me who are good at that okay so that's what I take people through on you know my course or work with clients is we kind of go through that whole business methodology Mm -hmm. to make sure you've got everything nailed Mm -hmm. and when people come out the other end I mean I had somebody just yesterday um just through understanding her message she's been asked to speak at an innovation um to hundreds and hundreds of people right, okay, next cool. month. And it yeah. was literally just through going through my methodology. And right. it's amazing what happens when you just are yourself and honest mm-hmm. and know who you are and what you're bringing. Mm-hmm. Things come to you. You don't have to spend loads on advertising. You don't have to. And uh, this lady who, who's got this talk, she said, I kept saying to her, like, this, your itinerary is full. Like, there's no space for me. And she was like, we'll find you space. And she was like, I can do next time. Like, and she was like, no, you're doing this time. And she was like, I couldn't. Like, I was trying right. to say no. It's because she positioned herself so well. Yeah, yeah. That she, she was, the lady who was running the innovation event couldn't kind of let it go. So they've like shoehorned her in um, <laughs> and actually done it before the break so that if anybody wants Q&A, they can stay with her and do Q&A over the break. And um, yeah, and she was like, I couldn't get rid of her. You know, she was going, don't worry. You don't. And she was like, no, you're in. And it's literally just how she she's positioned herself and how she's right. told her story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So positioning and storytelling. Yeah. And is that positioning kind of uh, around sort of having a niche and a speciality? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Was it Steve Jobs? I've actually got this to post on Instagram later or tomorrow. Steve Jobs says, you don't have to do it better than your competition. You have to do it differently. Uh-huh. Um, and I absolutely agree because 
there are so many people out there. You could go to anybody to have your website built. There are millions mm. of people. Why do people come to me? Because they align with something that I do differently. They align yeah. to, you know, my methodology. They understand that they want to tell their stories. And coming back to, you know, maybe the the more masculine male dominated people who are more sexist about women, mm. they would never, ever, you know, go and tell their story in business. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all men would be like that. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But there's definitely more of a sway to the feminine side mm-hmm. when you're coming across, you know, with these messages. But then Steve Jobs was very good. He, you know, Simon yeah. Sinek, start with why. Yeah. It all feeds into that. Um, so, yeah, it's just how I do things. And I will get clients who align to what I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I, I guess how you tell that story and where you tell that story is important. Yeah, and giving people the opportunity. I always say people just need someone to go first. So as soon as you go, oh, well, actually, this happened to me, they're like, oh, my God, me too. Right. Um, or, <laughs> oh, actually, I'm struggling with this. Oh, yeah, I'm struggling with it too. You know, they just need yeah. someone to go first because people just get so ashamed and fearful and, yeah, just anything that anyone can do to just open that conversation. Mm. Um, and it, the only way to attract people is to be unique, you know. There's so much competition and social media is overwhelming yeah. that if you're the same as everyone else yeah you're never going to stand out yeah we were just talking about that last week um about you know positioning of of of, well i was talking about in respect to my business and you know because i position myself as a sort of industrial photographer and videographer uh, and and video production so we aim towards you know engineers manufacturing tech companies and suddenly it puts you sort of out of competition if you like in air quotes with all the other photographers and video production companies in the region because you're focusing on a particular especially with your background yeah yeah that's why i've chosen that that niche yeah but for a client they'll be like who am i going to go to an amazing photographer or somebody that understands tech um engineering you know they're always going to align to you yeah, um, yeah. So the more you can understand your background and tell your story, the more you will attract people who are ideally looking for what you're doing. And yeah. I always say, like, the people that you attract, they're just the 80% of the business. It doesn't mean that you exclude everyone else. You know, there's always mm. going to be a market around your niche because so many people struggle with niching. And this is a mistake I made <laughs> in the early days. Yeah. I thought if I was out there for everybody, I would have more entry points into my business and therefore I would succeed more. Yeah. But actually, you can't please everybody. No, no, absolutely. And you need to kind of have that niche. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been through exactly the same. Did you do the same? Uh, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, because I, I haven't always uh, niche. niche. But yeah, to start with, it was like all photography, you know, and then anyone for video. And when I realised that the power of niching and everything. I actually, I haven't said this on the podcast before, but I actually started writing a book about it last year because I was just like in the lockdown. I was like, right, I'll get up at five o'clock each morning and write for a couple of hours. That's amazing. I, I did it. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet though, so it's not that amazing. I'll but... help you get to number one. <laughs> yeah. <all right>, then. <laughs> I'll help you get <laughs> okay. to number one. I'll have to dig it out of my uh, Dropbox folder. But um, How many words are you in? Uh, I think... I want to say 25, but it might be a bit less than <laughs> it that. It gets overwhelming at that point, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it might be a bit less than that. But um, yeah, uh, but yeah, when, when I sort of realised the power of doing that, it was just like, this makes so much sense because yeah. I suddenly realised what to put on my website, suddenly realised what to talk about. When you go to like a networking meeting, which I don't go to that many now, but... COVID. Um, yeah, 
you actually have a message that resonates with people and they go, oh yeah, I'll introduce you to this guy who owns a tech company. Yeah. They might not need any video now, but they might do in six months time rather than, does anyone need video? No, no one, no one needs it at the moment because no one ever does at that particular <laughs> no, moment. No, but also they? people don't know how to box you. So in their brain, when you're talking, yeah. the person is trying to go, photography, okay, what kinds does he come to? you know locations does he do um yeah. people does he do so while they're thinking this they're not actually listening to what you're saying because they can't yeah. do two things at once <laughs> yeah. so the quicker you can box that off and yeah. say oh, i work with tech companies they're like oh that's me so yeah. then they're listening rather than thinking okay and so right. that's why when you go to networking events how many times have you met someone and you you're talking for 10 minutes and you're still going what do you do <laughs> Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can't yeah. actually hear because it's all over the place. So as soon as you have a really succinct message, people have switched off that kind of boxing thing. Yeah. Um, they already know what you do and know that if it's for them or not for them. One of the most powerful things that I had in my sales training many, 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 many years ago was um, a strategy called Go For No. And okay. it was the complete opposite of what everyone else would do. I've heard of this, yeah. You literally yeah. just get everybody away that is just not going to be interested yeah. and that is a really powerful way to niche because if you can get rid of the companies that you're never going to work for one yeah. your conversions improve two if you've got an email following uh, email list or social media following or whatever they're going to be really targeted to the people that are interested yeah the worst thing you can do is have an email list of six thousand people but only 50 of them are interested in what you do mm. it's expensive it's time consuming Facebook ads, you know, Google ads. If you don't target them, your money you'll spend in, you know, a day and you'll get nothing from it. Mm, so when mm. you start really targeting and something that my old boss, the one I walked out, um, <laughs> he used to say, um, if ever we used to get a little bit fearful that we'd done something wrong or um, not going in the right direction, he'd be like, there's 5.3 million businesses in this country alone. If you think you've messed up one, it's really not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody is going to be able to service everybody. Yeah. So just be brave and just say what you're good at and, you know, service that really small niche market, I guess. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Like the niche market, for whatever you're doing, you probably don't need that many clients. And that niche market still probably has, you know, gazillion times more and that's than you just in the UK need. imagine if you went to yeah. you know Europe and and also you can charge more quite honestly because when you're yeah. an expert in your area that's how you charge more mm. you know when you're competing with every other photographer they can go on Fiverr and get somebody for 20 quid yeah. you can't compete with that and would you want to compete with that that's not what you do but yeah. then that's when you get the feedback of I'll found someone cheaper mm. but actually when you've got a really strong message like yours with engineering would an engineering company go to somebody without the engineering experience because they were cheaper probably not mm. they're probably prepared to pay more because you've got that experience and knowledge yeah, um, yeah and that's where you start you know charging your worth and not kind of getting that price war in that price war nobody yeah. wants to be there it's not fun no so it's, uh, it's not it's classic race to the bottom isn't it yeah and it's soul destroying <laughs> when you're constantly touch wood i've not been too you know unlucky there but when you're constantly like losing contracts or losing people because it's cheaper mm. it is can't that's not nice no it, it's it's gonna yeah. affect you at so you know on your confidence in a lot of ways but yeah. that's because you're not being unique you're being the same as everyone else yeah it's funny i had that uh, quite recently where i lost something and yeah i was a bit annoyed about it but i lost it on price and i couldn't have there's no way i could have gone to the price that 
the other people were going to. It's just just crazy. But um, yeah, it made me after the initial like being a bit pissed off. <laughs> I sort of realised, okay, I need to strengthen my positioning. Yeah. To make it clear what we do and and also and you do, do need to for. remember that there are markets that aren't yours, so you can yeah. and be really clear. So look at McDonald's; they have absolutely taken over the world because they do cheap food. You yeah. know, there's a market for cheap. Yeah, yeah. That's not. There's nothing bad about that. But if you don't want to be in cheap, then you do yeah. have to only take on clients that are in the middle range or the high end range. Yeah. But never be ashamed of where you are. But just understand that if people are going from you to someone cheaper than you, they're just in McDonald's market. You yeah, know, they're not yeah. in Five Guys Market or Gourmet Burger, you know. Yeah, yeah. A restaurant uh, market. There's there's those levels, I guess. Um, so if you're losing people, they're just not not your... But something else that I teach in the course is having a do-it-yourself um, kind of um, product. So mm -hmm. rather than losing that client, how could you um, automate something to keep that business in some form? So okay. could you do... Um, Fight, uh, an online course to teach them to do their own product photography mm -hmm. because there are always going to be people that don't want to pay you yeah, that don't see the yeah. value in that so actually how do you monetize those people that's a very good point yeah do an online course yeah. that's that's what we would you know or yeah. how do you educate those people because it could be that you will always have people that would never pay that want to do it themselves but you would have people that maybe if you educated them around the benefits they mm -hmm. probably would you know come to you yeah yeah. So you have to kind of think about those two main areas, really. It also gives you a chance to demonstrate your expertise to those people, doesn't it? And then when they do move up that ladder a little bit to the next level, they're going to come to you, I suppose. Yeah, and aren't keeping they? them in yeah. your kind of ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. They might not want you now. They might not have the money now. They might not have yeah. the products now. But in the future, if you're constantly there teaching them something, yeah. of course they'll come to you. Yeah. And you've got to kind of, yeah, you should always, I suppose, not burn those bridges either as, as well, I guess. And you never know who's getting investment. You never yeah. know who's going to a massive event. You just never know. You never know who knows who as Someone well, else. do you? You know, like, yeah, how many times have you had that where, you know, you'd be talking to someone and at maybe at an event or something and you think, oh, there's no chance they'll be, you know, they'll be interested and they won't need what I need. Why am I bothering kind of thing? And then, like, Six months later, you get an email. they're kind of like, oh, yeah, so my partner runs this massive global tech company and uh, they need a bit of video work. Like, That's happened to me. Uh, okay. I was chatting to this lovely lady at this retreat and she did yoga and uh, I was just chatting to her. We were having a cup of tea yeah. and actually she sat on a board for a huge company <laughs> and I ended up doing some work with them. So it was just hilarious Amazing. that that happened. Yeah, you never know. And that's why, you know, never speak to people in you know, a bad way because you never know. Yeah. You never yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, but I, so that's the kind of stuff that we would automate. So that okay. do it yourself or, you know, monetizing that lower level. Um, right. You don't want to be spending your time on that. So make sure it's fully automated. You've got lead magnets or some kind of course or some kind of uh, digital asset that mm. you can monetize that. Um, right. Okay. That that's an interesting point. Yeah, I might think about that. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't supposed to be a coaching session for me. I'm just like... <laughs> well, if you want anybody to build your online course, then you know where I am. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> um, yeah. Interestingly, I can't remember who told me this, but um, somebody I know was telling me about a guy who does an underwater photography yeah. online course, and he sells so many, he gets £80,000 a month, I really? think. Yeah, it's massive. Well, 
massive. Uh, so they've retired. Um, mm. And obviously not everybody's going to have that. But even if you could make £500 a month without yeah. earning it, without physically sitting at your desk and earning it, the difference yeah. that that could make, you know, it could be a weekend away every month or, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you're more, you know, money towards your mortgage or your food shop, you yeah, know, that massive, you haven't actually got to sit and physically earn. So I try and build, so that's what my scale methodology is about. Right. Figuring out who you are, figuring out how to run your business without actually your time involved, mm. um, and then figuring out how to build your team around that as well. Okay, so now when clients come to you, or prospective clients, your offering is this scale methodology and you take them through through all of that as a as a consultancy is that kind of how it works yeah or? so my employee to entrepreneur um the starter thing it's like 27 pound a month okay. and we meet twice a week uh, sorry twice a month um and we go through SCA, but we break it down mm -hmm. so um we would kind of look at a web page break that down in one session a landing page write the copy right. so it really kind of breaks it down um so that's for like real small startups. Mm -hmm. And that's the lady that's got this talk to, to hundreds. Right, okay. So she's actually sent me a thing and she was like, for £27 a month, I can't believe that this has actually <laughs> happened type thing. So I was just over the moon with that. Yeah. Um, but then if I work with bigger companies or more established companies, generally we'll do like the strategy around where you are now, where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And usually it would be either an online development side of things so the automation side so okay. websites and building courses and things like that um but some clients if they've already got that stuff sorted we would look at their teams mm -hmm. so um because they've kind of got the leads generated um they've maybe already got some kind of tech solution in place mm -hmm. um how do they then grow their business with the people and how do they deliver those leads that are kind of coming through right, so we okay. build high performing teams off the back of it okay so you're very much living the scale method where you've uh, Living it. you've got you know you've got your lower end kind of entry level stuff and then you've got your higher yeah. end and uh, do you know offering. what I only came through lockdown I was right. I was literally sitting at home thinking you know when you're hearing about the furlough and the redundancies and mm. all of that and I sat and thought oh my god I don't think we've even touched this the peak of you know the surface scratch the surface of how many people are going to be losing their jobs and yeah. I just didn't want anybody to have what I had of all that drive but just no direction mm -hmm. so I just wanted to make it really accessible for people and mm -hmm. um, I've got to say it's the most rewarding thing that I do yeah. even though it's the cheapest thing I do <laughs> um, we've got a whatsapp group so if ever you know they've got questions they drop it in there right, yeah. um, and there's some people doing some amazing things, virtual reality. Yeah. Um, it's just it's so innovative. Yeah. And um, it's. I just wanted to make it really accessible. But then obviously that serves me too, because one, mm. I'm, it's not a lot of money, but you know, every month that money's coming in from mm. the £27 a month. Got another one which goes up to 47 I think, mm -hmm. for the more advanced. But once they've kind of outgrown that you know they'll come to me for their websites they'll come to me to build their courses they'll yeah, come to me yeah, to do yeah. that kind of next work so I'm kind of taking them from zero through to working with me on a scale-up basis I suppose nice. um so yes yeah, it's, it's but I literally <laughs> sat at home and just thought oh my god like if people have got redundancy money and they're just like right I'm gonna work on my yeah. side hustle or I'm gonna follow my dreams my passion I've always wanted to do this now's my time mm. I just wanted to put it out there for people really so that they can have somewhere to go yeah um, and do you know what else it really irritates me when you see people on social media and I know people who have got in debt mm. to go on courses to help with their businesses and they've got nothing out of it mm, mm. it's just like oh my god 
I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't sleep at night. I actually like to know that the people that are on working with me are getting, you know, something out of it, that they're actually benefiting from it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's why I kind of, it, it was born from there, really. Ultimately, my goal is to do it in classroom-based. So do um, right. like an accelerator, six-month accelerator, where you would come and do days training. But with COVID, you know, when's that going to happen? Who knows? Yeah, Who yeah, knows? yeah. So, yeah, I've got the employee to entrepreneur course mm-hmm. which is going to be you know a lot bigger but at the moment who knows when that's yeah. going to be run <laughs> uh, cool cool and um you've got your podcast as well struggle to success yeah so this actually came first right okay i um <laughs> believe it or not after the life story that i told you about i'm actually quite um i wouldn't say introverted because i'm not i hate being well, you've just taken my picture. I hate being seen. I hate being looked at. I didn't, I even had my company logo on my social media instead of my own picture. Yeah. That's how much I was hiding behind my brand. Yeah. And um, people at networking events are like, Sonia, you know, everyone, I talk to everybody. I'm the life and soul of the whole blooming place, but I cannot be seen. I hated it. <laughs> and so over the years, coaching, courses, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, right, I need to stretch out of my comfort zone here. I'm yeah. not ready to public speak. But I need to do something to step on that l- rung. Right. Okay. And so my podcast was it. Cool. And I was cool. just meeting so many inspirational people that when, because of my story, there was a lot of shame there. I always thought that I was, you know, wrong or bad or not as successful as other people. Right. And when I went on my course, Dent, in, down in London, everyone I spoke to had a hard story. Mm-hmm. And normally entrepreneurs have never been to uni, you know, they dropped out of school. They've had some kind of adversity they've had to overcome. Mm. And for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, fit in. I fit <laughs> it. My story fits in. It's yeah. not weird. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I've interviewed. Um, <laughs> so Neil, he was in the job center and he went on to win gold at the Paralympics in 2012 wow. <laughs> from the job center. Wow. So I interviewed him. He's blind and a cyclist. Right, yeah. And uh, I interviewed another guy who was homeless and now he runs a really successful wealth management company. Um, and I just started realising that if I felt that shame and not like I didn't fit in, mm. it's because no one else is telling their stories because they're all the same. Yeah, But it's just yeah. there's no platform to share that. Yeah. So I just decided to make the platform and it was a step out of my comfort zone for... Uh, Get being seen yeah so um yeah it's on i'm just about to do season three okay cool so i've done two seasons but there's all sorts of stuff overcoming illness uh obviously the paralympics that was massive homelessness a lady two ladies actually that were in rehab and they've both gone on to do to run really successful wellness companies right another lady talking about bipolar her dad was very very ill when she was younger mental health um Another guy who he was really high up for Barclays, I think, in mm-hmm. L&D. He left that and works with executives on their mental health and, yeah. Right, okay. So it's really, yeah, cool. quite loads of people. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, it's fun running a podcast, isn't it? It's a lot easier. You don't have to put your makeup on, although I have today because that's what my photograph <laughs> taken. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just your voice, so... Uh, it's yeah, a lot less yeah. high maintenance than doing video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need a professional to do video, which is why I've never done it. You have to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. That's excellent. And uh, I guess people can find that on all the podcast players. Yeah, on iTunes and yeah, everywhere else. Struggle to success. Yeah. Is yeah. that on your website as well? Yes, or? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. There's a link okay. on my website. Under media, I believe. 
Media, okay. Just Excellent. search Sonia. I'm the only Sonia with a J, Leeson with an A, in the world. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nobody wow. else, only me. Where does the Sonia with a J come from? Scandinavian. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so I've been called Sonja a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> usually in the dentist. Can Sonja come to room two? Everyone looks at me, I'm like, that's Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty at cool. At least to stand out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool to be the only uh, the only one with that I name. I know, search me on Facebook and there's only one. Yeah, not that I use Facebook, so please don't mess with me. Don't search on Facebook. <laughs> Somebody actually messaged me to come and um, be interviewed in their Facebook Facebook group yeah. and it took me two weeks to get the message oh, really? so I just don't go on there I was like Jamie I'm so sorry just email me <laughs> yeah but Instagram is Love Mondays HQ anyway but um, yeah yeah I was going to say that There's was a good, good segue through to your uh, your details website as we've said we are lovemondays.co.uk uh, on the LinkedIn yeah. You on the LinkedIn quite Sandra a bit? Sandra with a J, Lisa with an A, yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn. You should make that. I wonder if you could, could you make that some kind of tagline or Probably. something? You know, do you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk at all? Oh, yeah. And he's like Gary, or he used to be Gary Vaynerchuk or yeah. something, didn't he? I wonder if you could do something like that. I used that. to work with somebody who used to spell her name because <laughs> it was like double N and only one A or something. And it became like a bit of a song in the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, I interrupted there. Oh, LinkedIn, yeah. Sonia Leeson, J yeah. and A. And yeah, Instagram, Love Mondays HQ. HQ. Excellent. Well, um, thank you. We've uh, unbelievably just coming up to an hour, which uh, is absolutely flying past. I feel like we've been talking for about 10 minutes. <laughs> but that was, um, no, really cool to hear your story. And um, Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. And, and yeah, it's uh, great what you're doing for the three counties because there's so much going on here and the more people can talk about that, the better, really. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Well, it's good fun. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, and you get to meet the people thing. as well, which is great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always, yeah, that's one part of it I really love is just meeting new people and uh, yeah. stuff. So, no, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.